Wellspring, hey, welcome to our, uh, our online experience. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in, watching this whenever you're watching. Uh, this is a gift that we get to give to, uh, really to our volunteers, uh, to kind of sit and to enjoy this with their families uh, and also just regroup after a, a long year. So I uh, hope you guys will enjoy, uh, enjoy this, this kind of unique online experience. Uh, but uh, this has been a, uh, we're filming this 10 days before we, uh, before we put this out there. And this is a crazy week uh, for me. Uh, I woke up really sick on Monday and was running an off and on fever and uh, really stressed out. I don't have time to be sick. I don't have time to, this is a busy week. And, uh, and there's this moment where in the midst of stress, uh, stress is a way of like sucking joy out of a person. And, uh, and that has always been uh, a struggle, a struggle for me. Uh, I mentioned this uh, a few weeks back. Uh, this is uh, something when I was prayer walking uh, a few days before uh, we launched the church back in 2017. I was prayer walking because uh, we were we were giving out the free gas, and I think it was like the day before or whatnot. And somebody started blowing up social media on us and attacking us on things that they had never talked to us about. They just assumed about us and started blowing up our social media. And I'm a new pastor and, uh, and I was getting really stressed out about it. Like this is going to, this one person is like making noise and it's gonna ruin us and blah, blah, blah. And I was, uh, I was really stressed out about it. And uh, a pastor friend of mine up in New Hampshire was actually on vacation, I think in the Caribbean, he was on a beach someplace. And uh, he made time for me. He's personal friends with my dad. And uh, he gave me his number and uh, I uh, and reached out to me and we, or we connected. And his thing to me was a five minute conversation. It was like, Jason, like God is, is, in, the, in, is in the joy dispensing. He gives joy. Um, the enemy is gonna do everything he can to suck the joy out of your life and out of the experience and out of what God has called you to do. Do not let the enemy suck joy out of your life. Worship Jesus uh, by maintaining a sense of joy and fixate on Jesus. And, it, and that was the, the uh, and give me joy, like the joy was uh, the prayer that I wrote on this. And, uh, and so it was just a reminder. And so uh, I'm, I'm saying all of this, kind of my battle back at the beginning of the church, my battle this week is uh, I struggle with joy. I struggle with joy being sucked out of my life. And I shouldn't say it like that. I struggle with letting uh, external things suck out uh, joy. Uh, and, and to say it maybe a little bit differently is external has a way of taking our mind off of the eternal. Have you thought about that before? We let external things take our mind off of the internal son of God. Um, and so that's an issue for you and I. And so something I think that you need and I need uh, right now is a sense of focus. And so I'm almost kind of preaching this sermon uh, and walking through some stuff with us. And I need to tell myself something 10 days from now. 
I'm gonna be watching this with my family, sitting around my living room, presumably. Uh, Dad, do you like my shirt? Uh, we're, we're in Boston, uh, Boston versus everyone. Uh, it's kind of in our family blood. Dad, do you like it? I'm sure Brady is in his pajama pants shirtless. Uh, I'm sure Ava has her coffee with a whole bunch of creamer in it. My brother Jonathan is probably sitting with us and he has about an inch of coffee and about four inches of creamer in his coffee. And, uh, and, and yeah, I need to preach this to myself 10 days from now. Uh, as we go into the new year and as we think about the, the year that's been, I think this is a time to, to focus. Every year we go into this routine of creating new goals and whatnot and right now I hope that this is a time to focus. And so I'm going to read to us a, a, a portion of, of the Christmas story. But Jason, come on, it's December 31st. That's so last year, almost, right? And, uh, but yeah, I think it's something that we can think about all the time. And so we're finishing up a series called All the Feels, and there's some emotions mentioned in this. I'm gonna be in Luke chapter two, uh, starting in verse eight. It says, in, in the same region, there were shepherds out uh, in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Have you been there overwhelmed by a moment where fear overwhelmed you? Why? Because even though the angels are a good thing, they have an external thing going on, creating a deep sense of fear. And the angel said, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy and emotion that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel and a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And the angels went away from them into heaven. And the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And you guys know how the story goes. They found it. It happened just as they said. They were some of the first guests that uh, baby Jesus and family had. It was shepherds, but, but shepherds are low on the pecking order. Uh, shepherds, uh, in, in some regards, uh, their testimony would not have been allowed in a court of law. They, they weren't held in high esteem. And so if your first eyewitnesses uh, to the birth of Jesus are shepherds, that, that is not a very good eyewitness, culturally speaking. They're just average, everyday people. They're not super reputable. But then uh, it's actually a year or two later, uh, sometime later, some of their first guests were also magi, which were kind of like the, uh, the Greek lex English lexicon defines the magi as wise men and priests who were also experts in astrology and interpretation of, of dreams. These were wealthy elitists uh, from, the, from the East. And so some of Jesus's first videos, uh, vis videos uh, first visitors uh, were average everyday people shepherds and uh, wealthy elitists uh, from the e from the uh, from the west uh, uh, from the east. I'm sorry, uh, that were champions of industry, you could say, uh, that visited Jesus and came with gifts. And so, right from like just the first visitors of Jesus, Jesus is for everybody. He's for you. He's for I. He's for the average person. He's for the rich person. He's for the poor person. He's for us all. 
And so that, that, okay, so now we know that Jesus is for you, Jesus is for me. I don't know how to know who's watching this. I don't know how to know who's behind the camera, who's behind the screen. I know that Jesus is for you as he is for me. Okay, so we go back to this sense of joy. We go back to that, that Jesus is for all people. So then joy is for all people. And so it's December 31st. You're watching this, or maybe you're watching it later, but I don't care. I'm preaching it for December 31st. And, and you're watching this, and so now we're turning to the new year. Tonight you have your plans to, to go out, or if you're like me, I have my plans on how I'm going to sneak away from the family and fall asleep by nine o'clock. I'm that level old. Uh, and so as we're going into the new year, what are your, what are your goals? What do you feel God is calling you to accomplish? What would you accomplish in 2024 that is going to make you feel good about 2024? Is this going to be the year where you finally do what the experts tell you to do? Do whatever makes you feel happy. Because that's a common thing and it's a very American thing. This is going to be my year. My year where I do what makes me feel happy. And I'm not trying to be super pastoral. I'm not trying to be super cheesy Christian. But if this going into 2024 is going to be the year where you do whatever makes you happy. Is that the type of thing that Jesus would do? Is that the mindset that Jesus would have going into 2024? Is that the mindset Jesus had when he left heaven? And so if you and I as good American Christians are not in the true pursuit of happiness in a good American that is ingrained into us, then what is at play for you and I? And it goes back to this word joy. I want you to be a person of joy in 2024. I want to be a person of joy in 2024. Jason, when you watch this on December 31st and you're thinking about your New Year's goals and how you're going to attack 2024, Jason, future Jason, I hope that joy overwhelms you. In the Bible, joy or uh, happiness is mentioned six times. You search the word happy or happiness and it's mentioned six times. The word joy is mentioned somewhere around 170 times. So there's a big uh, difference between how the Bible speaks about joy and happiness. Joy is something that is on the uh, eternal. Happiness is found in circumstances and the external. Happiness comes and goes. Happiness is circumstantial. Joy is something that is, is present in hardship. Joy is present in, in, the, in the tough times and the good times and the highs and the lows. Why? Because joy has a different source. Uh, happiness is fickle. Happiness can be there for weeks and can be gone in a moment. Joy is not happiness at a next level. Joy has a very different source. We don't get to pick and choose when to have joy. For you and I as Christians, joy is just when we choose to embrace the fact that we already have joy in the Lord. Happiness is so fleeting. When you think about, okay, if I'm going to embrace that thinking, in 2024, I'm gonna do whatever makes me happy. What are those types of things? It's gonna be your personal time, 
It's gonna be what you do for activities. It's going to be your hobbies. It's going to be saying no to certain people. It's going to be, for some of us, it would mean stop serving at church because you wanna go in, uh, you wanna go running, you wanna go traveling, you wanna go do certain things. There's, there's, I'm going to start making more money and spending money how I wanna spend it. I might go into debt. There's gonna be a whole slew of things that you're going to do to make yourself happy that's going to come at a cost to other people. And then those things that make you happy, if you are honest with yourself, if you take a step back, those things that would make you happy, can't they be gone in a moment? A number in your bank account can be gone overnight. A relationship can be terminated in a moment. A job can be ended in a moment. In a moment, in a moment, in a moment, in a moment, those things that can make you happy are gone. And so do you wanna build your life on a house of cards or something that can weather the storm? Because by definition, happiness will never, never ever weather a storm. By definition, happiness cannot withstand a storm. And if you are 39 plus one like me, you know that storms hit often that you cannot get away from a storm, that you cannot ever get to a place where, where you build up a financial wall, where you build up uh, that, that you're gonna have friends and family that are so eternal that, that they, they're never gonna pass away or never, health is never gonna happen. They're all of a sudden like, you've built up this wall where you have eternal happiness. You will not be able to do that. Storms are going to come. And so I'm going to go back to what will give you a sense of joy. It's Jesus Christ, because he is on this, this firm foundation that we put our lives on. That it, let, me, let me illustrate it this way, and I'll use goals as, as a way to do this. In 2022, going into 2023, uh, this is the time of year right now as I type this, that my mom is starting to email and text the whole family saying, what are your goals? What are your goals? It's where I get it ingrained into me, set goals, right? And, uh, and so... Uh, I, I work with my mom every year and we send her the goals and we, we work on keeping each other accountable and whatnot. And so in 2023, so 2022 going into 2023, this current year, I set a goal uh, that Ava and I, uh, Ava had some good years in business. And so we were able to pay off all of our debt minus the house. Uh, and then we were able to save three months of savings for if life hit the fan, uh, we, we follow the Dave Ramsey uh, uh, road to financial freedom, if you will. And, uh, and so we were able to get to our three months of savings. And so this year we had, we paid off all of our debt money in the house. We had our three months of savings. And so this year we wanted to try to save $10,000 uh, to put down towards a car because we, want, we, we knew eventually we would need a new car and we didn't want to uh, run out of the finances uh, and have to go into debt to get the new car. We, we, wanted, we wanted to use our finances to help ourselves, okay? And so we wanted to raise 10,000, we wanted to save $10,000. Well, fast forward uh, into late earlier this year, uh, not earlier this year, a few weeks ago. Uh, we're coming back from Thanksgiving. Our van dies. Uh, long story short, our van dies. And uh, I go from uh, thinking that I had a car to trade in uh, to get myself a decent car when that time would come, trying to save $10,000 uh, to put down towards that car, uh, to now having a car that was dead and a family of five, two dogs, and needing something bigger. And in one, literally one night, I, I went from trying to pick up my car 
and have it as a trade-in to realizing my car was dead to that evening having to drop half of my savings onto a new to us car and take on a car payment. In one day, I went from having three months of savings to losing half of my savings and now having debt in the form of a car payment because my car died and we were in the process of saving for it and it all changed in a literal 12 hours. So if money is my happiness, it's not a happy day for me. If cars are my happiness, not a happy day for me. And in regards to happiness, it was not a happy day. But there was joy to be had, wasn't there? Like if I take a step back and think about an eternal perspective and joy, I had joy in the fact that God gave Ava some good years, that we had a, we had a down payment on a car, that we took on a payment that we can, we can deal with. I have joy that my family was safe through, through some car issues. I had joy in a friend that helped me drive to get my car. I, I, had, I had joy in that something as simple as when we showed up to test drive a car, it was out of gas. And so the guy went, uh, filled it up. And when we rode off the lot, it had a full tank of gas. That's a small thing, but it gave us a sense of joy. And I can tell you this, that through all of those circumstances, uh, we had some dealings with some people that were very, very cranky that if how we handle ourselves, if they came to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I would be truly overjoyed. A Ava, in the moment of it, you know, she was at one point where we were joking about like, man, we just got hit in the gut financially. And Ava was like, well, this is gonna be a good sermon illustration. And I just looked at her and I was like, I don't want a good sermon illustration. I would rather my bank account, thank you. Uh, and I said that half jokingly, um, but it brings me really to this, to this point. There was joy to be had in that moment. Yes, the finances come and go. And it was this lesson for me of like, I am never going to put my trust in finances because it comes and goes. I'm not going to put my, my end all be all trust in people because people are not eternal. They can die and they can shift, they can change. My joy comes from the Lord. So my kids are gonna screw up. They're not my source of joy. I'm gonna find joy, even when my kids screw up, that I get to be their dad and I get to guide them. I don't find joy in having to, getting to deal with different marital situations in our church. That doesn't bring me a sense of joy, but I do get a sense of joy from being able to be a pastor and being able to guide people in those circumstances. And so what, what kills your joy? Well, when you bring an internal perspective to it, where can you find joy in that? From an eternal, heavenly, biblical perspective. Babe Ruth once said, although I hate Babe Ruth, he once said that heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Think about what is eternal for a second. And so here's our thought, kind of based loosely off of what, uh, what was said to these shepherds back in the day. It's simply this, happiness is temporary, uh, but joy is eternal. You and I, as Christians, find our joy in the person of Jesus Christ, and he is eternal. So if you focus on happiness, you'll end with frustration. If you focus on joy, you'll have a focus on Jesus, and you'll have it for all time, no matter the circumstances. And so in Nehemiah chapter 8, it says, uh, it says this, And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
Nehemiah had a building project. Nehemiah had walls that had come down and, and he was there to help build these walls back up. He had, he had naysayers. He had people coming at him. He had enemies. There's one time where he's kind of building the wall with a hammer in one hand and a sword in another. He had people spreading rumors. Uh, he, had, he had some people helping, some people that wouldn't. He, it, was a, it was a heck of a building project. But one of his comments in the middle of it was, the joy of the Lord is going to be our strength. When everything around us is trying to suck the joy out of us, the joy of the Lord is going to be our strength. Why? Because that's worship. When you and I choose that, you know what? Finances are not going to be our strength. <laughs> They're not going to be our source of joy. Jesus is. Jesus gets worship in that. When, it, when, the, when the relationship that I so crave is, that's not going to be my sense of joy and happiness. Jesus is my sense of joy and happiness. Jesus gets worship in that. You know what happens when something else is our joy? That's an idol. <laughs> that's somebody else getting our worship. That's a savior complex. Having a certain amount of money in your bank account means that your bank account's your savior. Having the, the, the relationship that's going to come in and fix everything for my family, fix everything for my social standing, a relationship that's going to be my fix, that means that person, he or she, is a savior complex. When you and I find our joy in the Lord, he receives uh, worship and the joy of the Lord. The Lord is our strength in all of these circumstances. So would you and I find joy in obeying God even when it's hard, and would that be a sense of strength for you and I? It may be because I'm 40 plus one now, but I can tell you that there is no person that is going to take the be able to take the place of Jesus Christ as your savior. There's no amount of money that can take the place of being Jesus as your savior. There's no position, there's no power, there is nothing that can take the position of Jesus being your savior and in that, the source of your joy. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12 says, therefore, since we are surrounded by uh, so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that which is set before us, looking to, to, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy, joy set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame and is seating at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus endured hardship with what? Joy. You and I can endure hardship, whether it's a hard week, a hard month, a hard year, or a hard decade. You can endure whatever comes your way in 2021, 2024, because Jesus modeled this for us. That we can endure hardship with joy. Why? Because we know what's on the back end. Future glory. Seated at the right hand of God, you and I have future glory an internal perspective to endure the hardships of this life with joy. And when you and I have joy in the face of hardship, it is a slap in the devil's face. And if I get the opportunity to slap the devil in the face with my joy, I'm gonna do that all day long. John chapter 15 uh, says this, by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples it's our obedience it's our fruit it's what's produced out of our lives as the father has loved me so i have loved you abide in my love 
If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in, in his love, these things I have spoken to you, catch this, that my joy may be found in you, that Christ would have joy in us by what? That we obey him, that we produce fruit, that we follow his commandments, and that your joy may be full. So that there is this relationship where God has joy in us and we have joy in the Father as we go about the Father's will, as we obey him, as we, as we follow his commandments. So that means that going into 2024, if you wanna set some good goals, set some goals that you're going to grind out obeying the Father, and I bet you, you find joy in the hardship of obeying God and living the life that he wants you to live. That your joy will be complete as you feel the Father's joy and obedience, as you pursue him, that you'll feel the pleasure of your heavenly Father. And so that is my prayer for you going into 2024. My prayer is that you will find joy in enduring. My prayer is that you will find joy in obeying. My prayer is that you will find joy in building God's kingdom and not your own. If you are like me, and you may not be like me, not everybody has the same personality, this is the time of year where we write, we write down our weight goals, our financial goals, our every year it's read through the Bible in a year type of a goal. We have all of these goals, all of these goals. And if you're like me, this is the time of year where I say, okay, I failed, I succeeded, I did it, I kind of did it, things of that nature. Here's my ultimate prayer for you. December 31st. God, what's the healthy weight you want me at in 2024? I pray that I'll hit that weight and that I will find joy in doing that. God, you may not actually want me to read through the whole Bible in one year. It's a common Christian goal right nowadays, but maybe you want me just to read through the Old Testament. Maybe you want me just to read through uh, the New Testament. God, maybe you want me to work on one chapter of the Bible this year and just really soak that one chapter in this year. I don't know, but God, I'm gonna go before you and ask this question and God, would you, my prayer is that God would give you joy as you pursue what God is leading you to do. But here is my final plea for you, based off of the different passages we have looked at, based off of that God was born to give us joy and also have our joy complete in him. My plea is that you would fixate on Jesus and not the problems around you. Your life has problems as my life has problems. The devil and our enemy wants you to fixate on everything you do not have or everything you have in excess. But basically, the devil wants you to fixate on everything but Jesus. When you do that, your happiness will be fleeting. My prayer and my plea for you is that this year that you will fixate not on your problems, but that you will fixate on the person of Jesus Christ. Everything but Jesus is a potential joy sucker. And so my prayer and my plea for you this year is that you would fixate on the person of Jesus Christ. Not that perfect relationship, not that perfect bank account, not those perfect kids, but the author and perfecter of your faith, Jesus Christ. And my prayer is that you will find happiness as you fixate on Jesus Christ. But not that type of happiness, the type of happiness that is actually joy in the Lord Jesus Christ.
Let me pray. God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this time to, in essence, preach to myself. Uh, I know a future message that I need. Lord, I struggle with joy. I struggle with uh, circumstances taking my eyes off of you. And um, Father, one email can send me, send me on, a, on a downward spiral. Father, one, one conversation with a kid can take me on a downward spiral, Father. One, one pop onto social media can put me on a downward spiral. Um, Father, I pray that I would be fixated on you this coming year. Uh, and Father, I do pray um, that, Father, with a fixation on you, that you would help me to hear you even when you whisper. Um, Father, give me joy in all areas of life um, because you are in all and you are all. We love you, Jesus. In your name, amen.